You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. And uh, we're back and we are took a quick break. Thomas, the leader of this, uh, the eight men who have besieged the uh, Wiley and Sons bookstore, have grabbed James Wiley. He was pushed from the crowd by several of the uh, so-called friends that he had. When uh, John Schooley shouted out, this man is definitely going to be, you know, he's going to do violence. This is not somebody we want to mess with. Their reaction was to shove him. He was grabbed, pulled forward. And now there's a gun, a, for, uh, a rather large handgun pointed in his face, actually with the barrel pressed against his forehead. And he says, I needs me a book. And you're not gonna tell me no. And Wiley's like, uh, anything, just, just don't, just don't hurt us, please. Just don't hurt anyone. He's like, hurting's only gonna happen if you happen to have sold it. He's like, which book are you looking for? Which book are you looking for? So much to everyone's surprise, he says, "I'm looking for a book of poetry." Okay, no laughter. <laughs> he says, "Poetry," and stutters. And the guy takes the handle of the gun and cracks down on his skull with tremendous force. Wiley's glasses come off. Blood comes from a massive gash in his forehead, starts pouring into his eyes. His son goes, Dad! Big mistake. He moves, and the guy they call James, who had the shotgun, who had been standing off to the side, comes across. He hits him. Women scream. Things happen. The boy falls, and the guy lowers the shotgun barrel, and it looks like he's about to fire. I will give the first two players... The 85 and 60, that's uh, Faye and Aveline, a chance to react. There is distance between you. You probably could reach the gunman. He's just lowered the barrel of the gun. He may be shooting. He may be holding. What do you want to do, Faye? How close am I? Am I like... You could probably reach the gunman if you really, you know, push through the crowd. What would you What would you do? Would your character just, hold? I know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Um, Faye would just, would just spring into action. Like, she's impulsive. So she would just start going forward and just try to put herself between the two and like try to push off the shotgun from um, so you're actually going to engage you're going to try to engage the man with the shotgun i just need a verbal confirmation for our friends at home yes <laughs> for those playing along <laughs> um yes okay. i'm also signing over my last will and testament before i do this so you come running you're like no he didn't mean anything he didn't do anything wrong like that kind of thing i'm gonna make a roll for the gentleman if he maintains his calm then he will not fire. He does not maintain his calm. He spins the gun and a shot rings out. We will see where that takes us. Okay, Faye, what's your dodge? 32. Okay, so you dodge left, but it didn't matter because he missed the shot anyway, clearly, by the roll you can see, which I'm going to hide some of those eventually. But you, you kind of, whoa, and you drop down so you don't take the scatter gun at point blank range. Unfortunately, the gentleman next to you gets hit violently, thrown backwards. Screams happen everywhere. Gunshots run up into the sky as they're trying to keep people calm. Chaos ensues. The guy next to you uh, gets hit in the chest, doesn't even have time to scream, hits the ground. Blood is pouring out of him. A woman screams. Like I said, chaos starts to ensue a little bit. Aveline, you have an action as well? With the chaos, I go to grapple the, a, a guy with a pistol. Just to, like, get him disarmed. The guy who was, like, pointing a gun at me earlier, because I'm pissed. John. Okay, so John, the younger guy, you're, you reach for his gun. Yeah, uh, dude, where's Brawl on here? Uh, you could also attempt a death Oh, fighting Brawl. Okay, yep. uh, yeah. 
Oh wait, Dex is better than Brawl. Can I do that? Okay, so if you're trying to if you're trying to reach for the gun to pull it away so he can't hurt anybody and shuffle with him, first you're gonna have to make a Dex check to grab onto the weapon. Okay. If you're going to use your fighting brawl skill, I would say mm -hmm. you're trying to disarm him. Which one All would right. you rather try to do? I'm trying to technically disarm him, but I need to make the dex check first, you said? Nope, no, no. If you go for fighting brawl and you get it, and you hit it, you'll you'll have knocked, you know, taken him down and knocked the gun out of his hand. Okay, let's do this. No. Do you want to try to push that roll? I've been rolling like crap. How far <laughs> off is it? Can you add points to it? It's nine points, and it's night one. We don't get luck that easily. It's so I'm pushing. I'm pushing. Okay, I'm pushing. so now you have That's to it. now you have to physically explain to me, like you went for the gun. He's struggling with you. What are you going to try to do to get him incapacitated with the gun? Kick, sweep his leg, hit him in the face, pull the point the gun back at him. What are I'm you trying to do? I'm basically doing like a cop move when trying to disarm a gun. You grab it, you twist your body so that the gun's under his arm, and then you like yank it out of his hands and put it back up. Kind of like that. Okay, so you're trying to do the, the wrist lock and move the gun out of the way. Yeah. Okay, give me a roll. Remember, any fail is... Ooh. I have... It's one point off! Okay, unfortunately, you cannot I I, I spend can't, luck can't. on the second one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, for one people who, play, who don't play Call of Cthulhu at home... On a pushed roll, you have to make the success naturally. Any fail, you cannot spend a luck point, unfortunately, to do that. So we're going to say that a shot rings out. The gun is not dismissed, and he has a smaller handgun. Aveline, the bullet grazes your arm, uh, and you take two points of damage. You are very fortunate. It was it just happened to go off. It's a, it's a smaller revolver. He has probably one of the smaller weapons in the room. You were fortunate to go after that one. So a second okay. shot rings out. Now people are panicking. John Wiley is in front of the guy. Doesn't want to shoot him in the head, unfortunately, because he, but he does spin him around, put the gun to his head and scream, anybody else moves, I'm killing this fucker! That brings us to Catherine Ross. One person who's going to want to move. Okay, how far am I from the guy that got shot in the chest and is bleeding out? Uh, not far at all. He flew towards you. Okay. From the left side of the room to the right. I lock eyes with the guy with the gun to Mr. Wiley's head. That's Thomas. That's Thomas. I'm a nurse. My, my hands are raised. I'm a nurse. I ask that you allow me to go and help this man. You don't want more people. You obviously mean him harm. Please don't let more people die here today. Can I please go see to this man? Persuade. Oh, that's not a skill she possesses. What? What do you have? Intimidate? Yes! <laughs> Okay, so word it as an intimidation. Okay. Let me readjust my dialogue here. Huh. I was going to say readjust. What are we readjusting for? <laughs> Same thing with damn it. Listen, mister. <laughs> well, that's um, exactly it. Okay. So, again, hands are raised, but the tone is going to be stronger this time. I am a nurse. This man is injured. Shots have been fired. The police will be on their way. Do you really want multiple dead people on your hands? May I please go see to this man? That's okay. intimidating. You're scaring him with the tactic of the, you know, shooting someone's bad enough. If he dies, you're, you know, you, you'll hang. That kind of thing. Got yeah. it. Yeah. He's not listening to me. No. No. So you go ahead and you go ahead and make the move anyway. Nobody seems to point at you because he is quite occupied. He he does scream out, "What are you doing?" He he did hear you're a nurse. This is all simultaneous. You bend down. The man is dead. Now you have a decision to make. Do you attempt to work on him? 
and back up the fact that maybe he's not dead? Or do you just look at the guy and go, he's dead? Because I know that he's dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's you lean down and there's no pulse. But you had mm-hmm. intimidated him with the concept of if he dies, this all goes to hell. You, you don't want this man dead and you don't want more deaths on your hands. So you lean down and you reach for a pulse. You feel nothing. What do you want to do? You could break his spirit. You could consolidate him to violence. You just don't know where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. What do you have psychology? Yes. Go ahead and give me a roll. Sid, you're next. You're on the next one up. Psychology, critical success. You feel that if you tell him he's dead, it's all going to go to hell. So you start working on him. So I rip my dress. I'm trying to like, yep. you know, I pull the the woman, the I pull the person next to me down. I'm like, you know, keep pressure on this wound. Keep pressure on this wound. Like, stay with me, sir. I'm doing everything I can to try and yep. act like I'm trying to keep this guy with us. Okay. Sid? I have uh, a lot of first aid from the war. I can... Uh... I can assist her. Uh, you know, Miss, I, I know first aid. If you need any help, I can help you with him. Get over here. Get over here. Help me. All right. I lean. I lean down towards her, and I sort of give her the wink and the nod. Uh no, no. Sid, no, make no. An in- make an intel roll. Make an intel roll. An intel roll. He says. Well, luckily, I've got good intel. Okay. And he makes it. He makes it's a hard success. You get the subtle. You get the subtlety of the fact that he's dead but she's not allowing anybody. She's not letting that on. Like she's working on him and she's like, yeah, give me more, pay. you know, hold pressure. And, and you're like looking around going, okay, but you don't give away the fact that he's dead. John. Is everybody, is this chaos right now? Or are people running and moving? Well, there's a few people have tried to go for the door. Shots went up in the air. They're pushing them back. The, the eight of them are having a hard time controlling it, but this guy is still trying to maintain that, you know, some semblance of calm. However, the so, son is on the floor, and the guy, the guy with the shotgun is menacing him again. And you have two people now clutched over this body. So, I, so I've seen, you know, he's he's menacing the son of the yep. store owner. Somebody else reached for his gun. It yep. went off and hit someone else who's now down on the ground. Yeah, a very attractive um, young lady tried to wrestle a gun out of someone's hand. This is all just going off so fast. And there's movement and sort of scared, yep. you know chaos of a bit in the room yep so i might have an opportunity to having seen uh the young lady try to uh try to wrestle the um the shotgun away from him okay. and the shotgun no no i thought it was a shotgun that's because the guy got shot with the scatter gun oh right? you're talking about faye faye just charged him she never made it there the gun went off no abilene uh, abilene was a pistol oh yeah. Who, that's um, what it only took two points of damage the the when Faye when Faye charged the man when the son was being menaced with the shotgun, yeah. he turned, fired the shotgun, hit the guy in the chest. Kayla's okay. character Faye, Faye went for the handgun at that point, wrestled oh, it. Evelyn, I'm sorry, Evelyn oh, wrestled with the handgun and hit him in the arm. So it's Faye. I, I thought Faye had actually actually engaged him a bit more in a wrestling. No, no, thing. no. It was just um, she, she ran. He turned and fired. But uh, but this is the man with the scatter gun. This the yep. scatter gun is is the big threat in the room. Currently, it is, yeah. Having see her go for him and him shoot somebody else, they've become now a clear and present danger. Okay. Um, so I kind of use the chaos in the room to charge across the room. And can I, what would I, if I did that, what would I be rolling if I tried to bowl into him and knock him over and take the two of us down onto the ground? Okay. So if you're just trying to push him on the ground, that's strength. 
If you're trying to take the gun from him and fight him for it, that's a brawl. If I push him onto the ground, will he be at any sort of uh, position of disadvantage? Or will he just be on the ground and the next round be shooting at me with from the ground? Well, if you bull rush into him and you do a, crit- a hard success, you'll knock him down and incapacitate him. If you do a critical sex- success, I'll say the gun goes flying out of his hand on a strength check. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. I am using the opportunity of the, the chaos in the room running across. Yep, and- you'll make it. Throwing my uh, throwing my weight into him, not good. Okay, so um, would you like to push the roll? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm explain to me what what did you do as you grappled onto him and felt the sturdiness of this guy, a hard, lean, fighting, you know, street thug that's used to you know bar fights and brawls. You hit him, and he's a lot more solid than you than you think. What do you do to kind of get him to the ground? As I as I barrel as as I barrel into him and you know he because I'm a pretty sizable guy yeah um, but so he, you know he sees me be he resists you know he, he kind of strengthens himself against it as he sees me charging towards him I try to uh, you know I try to use the the momentum of my weight and kind of stick my foot down and uh, and try to try to just trip up his feet as I'm pushing us over. Okay. Just see if I can continue to, to use the momentum of my movement and my weight to once again get him down onto the ground. Give me a roll. Yeah. Okay. So not only do you hit him, you when you came in, he had steeled himself, but you had smartly and, mo- and most deftly placed your leg between his two legs when you landed that first fl- the left foot. And when you shove him, he goes and, and literally slips his hand off, and you're now holding the scattergun. Folks at home, Professor John Schooley rolled a one. That was a critical success. <laughs> Disarmed the man in one shot. I mean, only... Grabbed him by the smalls. Right. The only way this would have been better is the scene from Batman when uh, Christian Bale punches the guy, takes the shotgun, and dismantles it in one stroke and drops the two pieces on the floor. You did that, oh, but yeah. you kept the gun intact. <laughs> Am I on the ground or no, am I staying? Not on a one. You're floating in the air. You're um, you're okay. almost fucking in. You're almost angelic. Uh, with the, with the I'm, I'm, I'm a jumping neo move in the air. <laughs> yeah, everything just froze for a second. Three, okay. 360 camera pan. You're good. No, but you're holding the scatter gun, and it you know you lower it into your hand. This, that was uh, better than I uh, had hoped for. That's better. Well, that's better than anybody. And I let mean. Schooly do it. <laughs> <laughs> Big shirt. Just let Schooly do it. <laughs> Going park. back to school. He got schooled. We got a punch on that. Okay, so he sees you with the scattergun, takes the man as a human shield, and points the pistol over his shoulder and looks at you and says, drop it! Everybody now is, there's calamity. The two guys at the door, another shot goes off. People are running. The, they're not able to hold thir- you know, 25 people back. Catherine and, and Sid, Bodies are pounding into you. Aveline, you're hold, you're clutching your arm. The kid's shaking. He's like, Tommy, what are we doing? What's going on? What are we going to do? He's like, we're going to stay calm. You, drop it. And he points the gun at you, John. Top of the order. Go back real quick to Faye. Oh, God. Professor John has the shotgun. A man died because of your misplay. I'm not going to blame that on you. I'm sorry. Did I say that? That was rude. As the keeper, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want. <laughs> okay, I know how you feel in your heart. <laughs> was a tad bit impulsive of me um i'm just trying to think about what i can do because 
So Faye just obviously sees the man on the floor bleeding and he's being attended to and he might pull through, but she just feels so guilty over the fact that her impulsive action caused that. So she, not really knowing what else she can do, like she can't attack, she has no weapons. So she goes over to where uh, Catherine is staying and she just offers her services. She says, is there anything I can do to help? Like okay. I, I have first aid experience. Let me let me help. Okay, even with all of you working on him, he's he went down so fast. Um, he didn't have quite enough hit points to survive the shot. Aveline. At this point, I feel kind of defeated. Why? You've had a couple. You've had a bad roll. Yeah, it's if I keep pushing him though, he's just gonna kill me. So. Okay, so you want to back off a minute and, and give yourself. Yeah. Part? Remember, yeah. no one came to this. No one came to this properly attired with guns on their shoulder. I mean, this is all. This is a gala. This wasn't supposed to occur. Sometimes you're caught off the bad end of a. You know, sometimes you don't bring even a knife to a gunfight. That's kind of the problem. So it's okay to be caught off guard. That's what this sort of situation was tonight. So. Yeah, Chanel, so not weapons. This all. This is all I. I can do right now. I gotta back off. Otherwise, I'm gonna just keep. Give me a. Uh, give me a. Give me a. An, uh, an intel check. An idea roll. Intel? Okay, yep. fine. That would be a hard success. You take the table that you originally were going to stealth under, mm-hmm. you flip it, you tip the books over, and you run. And as people are moving past you, you push your way through, and you put the table up literally in front of John. You and John are now hiding behind a table. So John's Hi, John. got a scattergun like this, pointing it. And you've got a table kind of in between the two of you. You get this idea to, if you can't fight it, at least defend it. So you get this table and you flip it and you walk over. And you're hoping it's enough to stop that big piece of handgun he's got. But the other people's guns are smaller. And you just basically are trying to shield John from any type of additional harm. You know, any harm coming his way. Okay? Hello, John. You get that idea in your head. (laughs) Catherine. Um, at this point, there's now six hands trying to make this dead guy not dead. Yeah. Um, you know what? The uh, You have two people administering first aid. Um, yeah. he, he did go below his number, but you were on him pretty quick. I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to let this roll happen. You have okay. medicine, right? I do. Give me a hard success and see if you can get his heart restarted and maybe somehow. I mean, back then it wasn't super common to bring someone back from this point, but. Oh, critical. Okay. Uh, you're Nurse actually- Ross. You're actually able to bring him back, and you start yelling, he's okay, he's good. You know, he's alive, he's alive. Sid? Like, it's a surprise all of a sudden. Well, that kind of number, (laughs) that kind of number is unheard of. Lauren, roll a D4 for me. It's Pulp Cthulhu, folks. Even the dead can come back to life. (laughs) No, my my point being that we're supposed to be pretending he's already alive. Well, yeah, but that didn't go so well. Okay, so he continues to remain alive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So first aid, what first aid does is it stops anybody from going down any further and it'll, it, it can, uh, it can affect the, it can stop someone from death. If they hit negative one, he had gone beyond that, but that's okay because the three points bring him back to one. So your me- medicine will increase HP by four in, but the, if you have first aid, you stop damage from going any further with medicine, you can regenerate the damage. Some of it, you can actually stabilize and give him some health back. So you actually brought him back. To, he's he's semi-conscious, Lauren. He's fading in and out. But right now, as long as you can get him to a hospital in, in the next couple of minutes, you know, it looks like he's in good shape, Catherine. So that's that's really good. All right. So now it's over to John. So you've got some cover between you and him. You've got a shotgun pointed at him. Of course, you don't want to fire a scatter gun. You'll hit multiple people. The gun in your hand is actually a 12 gauge. At this range, you're going to 
you probably would hurt John Wiley. You may not kill him. So, so I, I actually, I actually carry a 12 gauge sawed off shotgun. Um, right. not carry it in my luggage, but, Tonight, um, right. so how far am I from, from John Wiley and the, uh, the ringleader Thomas about 15, about 15 feet now. So it's range is five yards to be. So you're right. I don't think I would hit anybody else, but I could, I could definitely hit Wiley and. Him. Oh yeah. You could hit Wiley. But I don't think I would hit anybody else in the crowd. No, what? Not where the crowd is, because they've all moved. They're all trying to get out the door. They're 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 in terror at this point. Too okay. Many shots went off. Yeah, you, you've got a clean path to him and the assailant, but you're probably. I'm, I'm not. Now, I don't say that to to say <laughs> I'm going to shoot at John Wiley. Yeah, I got you. Um, the other assailants. Are there any that are that are uh, that that have a clear shot on me from from you know me and the young lady that uh, just moved <laughs> the table in front of us? Actually, at this point, no, because they're either being pushed back, hands up. Like, men are wrestling now with uh, with some of them. The, the two at the door are being overpowered. Things have gotten uh, out of hand. This is getting okay. bad. So any interaction I have with the re- leader to try to convince him otherwise, there's no – this is either persuade, intimidate, fast talk, something like that, right? There's yep. no, like, psychology of getting in his head? Um, well, no, it's going to be one of those skills. Uh, Psychology is okay. only going to give you his mental state, but if you fast talk charm, if you do something like that, you, you know, you can get something oh, out of him. I can charm him. Okay, go I'm ahead. Charming. Yeah. Um, the, the way you've been rolling tonight, he'll be without his pants in about five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Shotgun. So, uh, I call out to him. Uh, the, the, you know, I'm peeking over the table. I see he has the gun pointed towards me, but he's got a shotgun pointed right back towards him. And, uh, you know, in my in my uh, smoothest voice, I call out to him and say, you know, clearly you were a man of power and and distinguishment. You're in control of this situation. You need to see that this is not going to go well for you. Put the gun down. Okay, give me a roll. That is a regular success. Okay. What he says in return is he's like, the peelers are going to be here any minute. Give me the book. Give me what I need. And no one else gets gets hurt. And I'll, let, I'll let Wiley live. He says, mm. the, book is, the book is called A Night of Disquiet. Just give it to me. It's by a, a guy named... Pessoa, just, just, just give me the book and I'll go. When he says that, do I see a recognition on Wiley's face at all? Uh, give me, um, give me, an, give me a psychology roll. That is a hard success. Okay, so the way you've been rolling, you see that he thinks of his wife, his dog Piddles. His, I mean, you, everything flashes across his face like a telegraph. You read it. Um, no, but st- <laughs> yes, he, he he knows the book, but he looks he actually looks perplexed. Okay. Like, so there's not he... like a, there's not like a look of concern on his face or anything like a okay yeah I've got that book you know no, it's more a look along the lines of what in the hell would a London Cockney want with a piece of poetry from a Portuguese author a Portuguese poet like why am I looking for this book he he has no idea why like this is this makes no sense so I call out and say here's what's gonna happen I'm gonna keep my gun pointed at you you're gonna keep your gun pointed at Wiley. Wiley's going to get your book, and everybody's going to live. Everybody make a listen check. No, sir. Aveline? No. Sid, no. No. Catherine? Nada. Um, I will spend two luck points to make that a pass. 
Because okay. I'm only two points off. Okay. So, John, off in the distance, you hear, and you are pretty certain it sounds like a police whistle. Oh, okay. Not like, dee -doo, dee -doo. not no. that one. No, like, <laughs> like, the, like the hand whistle. Yeah. The bobbins. Yep. Your opponent did not hear it. You say your time's running out? Yep. Okay. He's like, fuck. The, the door's now opened. The two men have been pushed off to the side. He sees people running out. One guy takes another shot. You see someone fall. He's like, stop the shouting. Fuck. And he starts pulling Wiley up the stairs to the second floor with his gun to his head. Okay. And when he has the gun on Wiley, I come around behind the table and I start walking, sort of matching his pace, walking towards him, keeping the distance the same between us. Is there another way to get upstairs? Is there a back stairs to it? Not that you're aware of. You only rever in this room. Right, right. I'm not really sure. Everybody's just kind of going crazy. Yeah, it's full chaos. Everything There's not really anything I can do. He separated himself out from everybody, correct? Up going yeah, up well, the he's, stairs. He's pulling. He's pulling the uh, Wiley Senior, John Wiley Senior, up the stairs in front of him as a human shield. But he's making his way up to the vintage floor. Uh, and there's still and there's still guys on the first floor that are shooting people. Yeah, but you're uh, they're they're being overwhelmed. People are being. I mean, the young boy Thomas. He's he's actually running for the door himself. Things have gone so squirrely, and Thomas did hear the bell, the, the whistle go off. James is still crumpled over in the corner from John's success of a one which he basically, you know, ruptured one of his kidneys or something when he hit him so hard and took the gun away. So there's, there's, he's still incapacitated trying to just, oh, he's on the ground groaning. He hit the ground like a freight train. So he'll be up in another round or two, but right now. All right. So there. why don't I, why don't I go over to him? Okay. And hold him down and try to, I don't know, rip a sleeve off or something so I can tie him up or tie up his hands. Oh, that, that'd be, yeah, you, there's a tablecloth there. You can pull the book. Yeah, off. so I'll just do that. I'll just. <laughs> okay, uh, so you, you secure James, you secure James uh, from getting away. That's fine. So that puts us back. So what happens as the criminals are having their actions and people are scattering and everything, uh, Thomas points the gun at you, John, and says, don't you follow me? Stay there. And he keeps moving up the steps. So you have a call to make the way this is going to play out. You can continue to press forward. And, you know, he does have the, the drop on the fact that he has another person in front of him with the scattergun that you have. And you also only have one shot. And he's holding what appears to be a forty-five. You said it's a pump, right? No, no. Sawed off side by side. Two two barrels. Okay. Um, is it is it to me or are we to the top of the order? We'll go top of the order, Faye. The head criminal is going to make his way up the stairs. I decide that my services might be better going towards there. Towards where? Um, towards Professor Schooley, like just okay. maybe helping. Maybe I can talk along. Like maybe I can help them. I just ask Catherine. I'm like, you need more help. Is he gonna? Is he gonna be okay? He else got shot, right? No, you're good. Uh, well, the guy out, the guy going out the door. One of the one of the other um, people that were attending the party was shot in the back. He's wounded, and most of the people have scattered past him now. So there is one other wounded person out on the street on the sidewalk. But mm -hmm. he got up and he's just bleeding through the shoulder. It looks like the bullet you know, probably pass clean through and he's standing. But now everybody can hear the whistles are coming. Like you hear multiples cracking everywhere and they are moving. They are, they are descending on this location. The police will be here momentarily. Faye, you've asked me if you're okay to, to move. Yeah, she's, you're okay to move. Yeah, you're good. Like I, I got him, I got him. Okay, Um. so then I quickly get up and I make my way over to where Professor Schooley is and I just tell him, let me know how I can help. Like, let me help you with this. You say it to John? John, yeah. Okay, so that'll go off. Uh, Aveline? 
you've got the table, but John moved out away from it to sort of follow the the, the kingpin of this of the situation, backing up the stairs with the man in front of him, the hostage, with John Wiley okay. Sr. John Jr. Here? has now standing up, and he's crouching behind the table with you. That was the one that the man threatened with the gun. Okay, how many more hmm. party guests are in here? If Probably any? about nine or ten as they're filing through the door. Most of the people are now hitting the streets and running. I motion for anyone close to me to get behind the table as well, and I want to make a move for the door and try to get people out. Okay, so using the table as a shield, you're able to get Marjorie, several other people out. That's not a problem. You're going to be able to keep working on that. Catherine, you've got this guy stable, you know, stabilized, but I don't know if you'd want to feel comfortable leaving him. He won't get trampled at this point or anything. It's, most of the people are past you. And there is that one man wounded out on the sidewalk, but he's, making a, he's limping and running away. He is mobile. He is moving. Yeah, he's mobile and he is moving. And police are coming. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're imminent. Okay. I'm going to stay with my guy now. Okay. And in case more guns go off, I need to be here. Okay. So you lay down low. You're staying on top of him. You're prepping him. You're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've administered the best you can do in the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you continue to apply first aid so he doesn't continue to drop. Yep. So that's perfectly fine. That brings us over to Sid. The guy that I tied up, does he have a gun? No, that's the one John Schooley is holding, the scattergun. Um, everybody else is bailing out the door. Yep. Nothing real else to be done inside, right? At this point, you're, you're, you're an open target as well. You're standing there. You know, you're standing there. You have John who's in front of the table. Aveline is pulling the table backwards with her, keeping cover, get Marjorie behind it. She's kind of twisting it like this and dragging it with her. She's using it for cover. All that's going on. The, the, the three targets that are now available for Thomas should he start shooting is Faye, John, who is threatening him with a gun, and yourself standing. Okay. And there's nothing for me to crouch around? You could flip another table as well and, and use it as support. The table that you pulled the, the sheet off of, I'm sorry, the tablecloth off of to tie up John, the, the criminal that you captured, you can yeah. flip that table and, and block yourself with it. Yeah, I'll flip that table. That's All right, cool. so you put it between yourself and John. I mean, uh, you, John, are behind the table. He's tied up. You got it like this. That draws the guy's eyes, Thomas's eyes, just that he's just yelling. He's on the landing of the steps heading to the next set going up. He has to then turn and kind of go this way. So that's what John, you see, you see him make the landing. Uh, that's over to you, Scott. What is John doing? I stay step and step with him. As he, as he says what he says to me, I respond, you're smart. You've been through these before. You look around you. You know how this is going to end. You hear the police. You see the people. You've got a gun. This gun will tear right through both of you, and you know that. This okay. is not going to end well. You need to stop. And he, and he says, I know exactly where this is going to go. It's with me leaving, but go ahead and make the roll. Now you get the idea that flight is his intention. He's not, he's not going to get his book, but he's going to get out. That's his, that's his goal. So see if you're able to uh, convince him from firing. Oh, Jesus, God <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> the hell? All right, so in the, in, I'm sorry. So in the interim, uh, let me back that up a second. He's got uh, a weighted for, application. So I don't know, I don't know what dark Cthulian gods you started praying to this evening, John. <laughs> But Aveline, if I was in the room with John, I'd slap him right now for taking every role that you needed. Um, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you think the police come know. to the door. The police come to the door. He's got the gun on the guy. He's pointing at it. He's pointing between it, the, the, the hostage, John Schooley, and John goes, you know how this is going to end. You've been here before. You're a smart man. Not to mention you're handsome. You're a good-looking, you're a good-looking guy. Yeah. You hate to mar that. 
You no one's well in prison. No one's died, and you didn't shoot this man with the shotgun. All you've done, it's a small thing. I'll even testify on your behalf. He goes through the whole litany, and the guy drops the gun and lets the lets John Wiley Sr. go, and the police come in and grab him. I mean, on a two? How am I supposed to? It's, it's a... It's a crit. I'm sorry, Keeper. I'm sorry. Hold on. Not just that. I think I love you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as he walks by. As Thomas, brass bowl. Brass as, bowl, right? brass as Thomas bowl. walks by, John, you do hear him say something under his breath like, you know, remember me. That's one smooth bowl. What so a looker. Thomas gets arrested. The rest of the gang, uh, John, John Hargreaves, he also gets arrested. James, he also gets arrested. They're taken away. Tommy boy, he uh, he made his way out. He he got away. Uh, several others of the the thugs got away. After the smoke clears, it's probably about 12, 1 a.m. by the time the police take all your statements. Everything goes under. John Wiley is absolutely in your debts. Everybody's kind of back and forth. Your your uncle is finally walked back, Catherine, from where he ran away. He uh, he ran off. And Catherine left. left Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh. He's like, I, I brought you a cuppa. I, 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 I'm sorry that you got left behind. I didn't realize you were so slow. It must be the dress. Slow. Uh, and he hands you a cup of tea. Thank you for the tea, Uncle. I was administering first aid to a man who was shot. Well, of course you were. I mean, um, I saw you do that, and that's why I went out and get the tea. Through the through the the, the mopping up that's going on, I stay, I stay close to Wiley the whole time, just you know, comforting him, giving him some support. Yep. So that's fine. So after uh, after a time, I want to uh, find the book. Yes, I bet you do. Hold on one second. My guy, he he got off to the hospital. Okay. Yes, and he okay. will live. Oh, he will actually. You, Great. You did a you did a pulp Cthulhu rescue uh, with three people working on him, and you taking the lead. You actually saved the man's life. His wife is internally indebted to you. She says if she has a daughter, she's going to name her after you. I expect nothing less. Of course you do. I'm going to name her Ross. You also take um, your business card and you write a small receipt for 45 pounds, which, which is your charge for any type of field work. I, listen, I didn't go to school and do this for free. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So Catherine Ross in her ultimate bedside manner is going to be paid for her administrations. So Kayla, you go and you look around upstairs and you finally are able to locate a book, which you believe. I do be this with, hopefully without anyone following me. <laughs> the Book of Disquiet. By Fernando yeah. Pessoa. You do find a book like that on a shelf, uh, specially displayed. It's sitting there, um, mm -hmm. and it does say first edition, and it's right there for you to look at. Do you bring it downstairs? Uh, what do you want to do? I want to take a look-see and see if there's like a hidden note, a hidden something in the spine, just looking at it, like using my, my okay. special skills. <laughs> I don't know those skills okay. are, though. So uh, the inscription on the inside is to... It says, 2A, I hope that you're able to survive the leap of faith. Signed, Fernando. That's what the inscription reads on the inside of the book. Now you say- Do you I know a Fernando? Well, you uh, give me a intelligence roll. Okay. Do I know a Fernando? Uh, yeah, I get it. Fernando is the poet who wrote the book. Fernando Pessoa. So it was signed by the author, 2A. I hope you survive the leap of faith. Do you search the book itself? Yeah. Okay. Give me a spot hidden. Yay! I actually got it this time. What kind of success is it? It's just a success. I have a 65. Okay. You open up and you, as you, you're paging through, kind of just flumming, you know, 
looking through the pages quickly. You don't feel anything out of the ordinary. You don't see anything out of the ordinary that way. But as you go through, you do see that there is a page that was dog-eared. And when you flip open on that page, there is a single line of text that is underlined. And the line reads, Ah, it's my longing for whom I might have been that distracts and torments me. Beyond my humble capabilities as a school teacher, I go downstairs and hold up the book and go, there's nothing special. I tell basically the people who helped me through this, like Professor John Schooley and Faye and just like the crowd that may have stayed in the shop. There's nothing special about this book. I mean, it has an inscription by the author, I believe, but nothing is out of the ordinary. Anybody else want to take a look at the book? Out of the ordinary? Like, a, a gang of ruffians busted into this place and shot people about it. There's something weird about that damn book. Now, you oh, might they... not be able to see it. Somebody else might. Also, you're bleeding. Come here. It's a graze. Come here. <sighs> I'll take a look at that. Let me, okay. let me get a gander there. So, yeah. whoever... I showed the, I show yeah, them I the know. page real quick. I showed show them the inscription, and I showed them the page that was on... It, okay. I can't tell if it was by the author or not, if he underlined it, so it's just like, it's something. So, whoever in your group has the best spot hidden, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll let them make the roll, and then for every person that's going to apply themselves to it, we'll go ahead and modify that roll slightly. So, Aveline, you've already looked and you found the inscription, naturally, and then you also found this one particular line. If there's anything else hidden here, who among you feels they have this, the and you can't give your number. Just say whether you're really good, good, or okay. Uh, John, are you real? Are you really good at spotting things? I am. Is anybody else really, really good? No, or... I'm really good, but I'm not really, really good. Okay. I yeah, hope I'm my definition of it's the same as everybody else's, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, I have to be vague. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't I just understand. go. I'm a 53. Yeah, like that wouldn't work. So, Catherine, I'm vaguely really... good. I'm vaguely I'm vague. good. I'm vaguely. vaguely. Good. Catherine, I've seen really it done good? in books. I am. I'm good. I'm not like fantastic. Okay, so... so John, sounds like you're the gentleman making the role. What did you say was going to be added to it? So right now, with only one other person really good at it, I'll give you a plus five to your number because there's not too many people who can do better than you. Okay, that is a hard success. You feel something inside the front flap where it's you know where the they have this the ins the, the um where the book is joined and and glued to the actual cover itself. You feel that there's an imperfection there. Something's not right. I pull out my pocket knife and carefully kind of get it underneath one of the corners and start working it around to work up the, the glue in the paper without tearing it. See okay. if I can separate it. John Wiley Sr. and Jr. are still speaking to the police as all this is going on. You are dealing with a first edition of this book, but right now you're... <laughs> You know, you're you're, you're, you're facing a first edition. Well, in all honesty, I, I don't. I think it's a small price to pay for the amount of success that the group gave this man. But you're you're definitely messing with the book. I mean, my library use is super high. This is this is my wheelhouse. I understand what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> I totally understand. I am defacing a very rare book, and I don't give a shit. That's right. <laughs> and, and here I thought you were for that book. I want to know what the hell's what the hell's up with it. Okay. So you find, you, you're able to work the side of it up a little bit. You keep getting a little bit more and you shake the book and a small key falls from the inside of the book. Okay. You pick up the key and you examine it and there's a single, there are, uh, is, it's these three letters, R-E-K is inscribed on the, on the key. Like uh, R dot E, e dot K dot or just R-E-K? 
R dot E dot K dot. So like initials. Like initials. So, uh, John, you know, the, the noise, John Wiley hears it and he goes, oh, what, 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 what is that? Is that, is that, is that Pessoa, um, Pessoa's uh, book? Did, you found it upstairs? We Avalon. did. Okay. I found it. That's what I'm saying. Do, are you answering him? <laughs> yes, I found it. And it just looks to be a little marked up by perhaps a, perhaps the author himself, but otherwise, but until this, I pointed to what he found and I'm like, I didn't know that was in there. He says, well, well, well the inscription, the inscription is, the inscription is what makes the book semi-famous. I mean, that's why people want it, but I, I, I didn't know there was a key. Oh, so he did see the key. He saw, he heard it fall and he turned and saw you pick it up. Okay. He says, What's so famous about the inscription? Well, I mean, any, he says, may I? To the key or the book? The book. Um, who's holding the key right now? Who picked you it up? Are. So you I have are. the book and the key in my hand. You have the book in your right, and you're holding the little key in your left. I kind of take the book, and I say, Mr. Wiley, here's your book, and I kind of <laughs> slap it to him. He says this inscription is it's, 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 it's famous for, for what happened. Uh, a, I hope you survive the leap of faith for, for Fernando. Uh, this is to Aleister Crowley. This book was dedicated to Crowley himself. And it refers to the fact when he tried to fake his death in Portugal a year and a half ago. And it, it, it was in all the papers all throughout London and Berlin. And that Crowley, you know, that Fernando Pessoa had witnessed Crowley duff, leap to his death. And that his body could not be recovered. It had been washed out to sea. But of course, we now know that that was all false. But since, hence the book. The book was signed to Aleister for the leap of faith he was about to, to, to make into that gorge. Okay, and I would recognize out the name Aleister Crowley. Oh, everybody today, yeah, that he's big news back then. So, does that do you do, do you show anyone the key, John? Well, did he, anybody else in the group notice the key? Um, I mean, we all noticed it fall, right? We were all standing there. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. was there, and yeah, we're pretty much say that everybody saw a, some an object fall to the ground. Yeah, I kind of give everybody sort of an eye, kind of like a you know, twinkle in the eye type of thing. And I slip the key into my pocket and I, and I, uh, I say to, uh, I say to Mr. Wiley, Oh, maybe, uh, maybe there's something that can be gleaned from a deeper study of that book. Would you sell it? Sell it, my good man. I mean, for, for anything else, it's yours. He says, I, 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 you, you all did such an amazing job trying to save, you know, my life and the life of my son. I, you spoke the man down, uh, Mr. Schooley. I, I would be, I'd be amiss not, not to give it to you as a gift. Well, that's awfully kind, but before you get too uh, too overly gracious, you and I have other business to discuss as well. What what we had spoken about before. Yep. But I'm going to leave that lie for now. That other thing. Okay. So we have a book and we have a key. And you have a passage. Ah, it's my longing for whom I might have been mm -hmm. that distracts and torments me. That's and right. I'll pass that on. I'll send that you know to the group so that you can sort of chew on that a little bit for the next time as well. So everybody sort of settles in uh, for, you know, gets themselves organized, picks up. It's, it's fairly, it's very late. You're going to, you know, have a hard time getting a cab. Eventually you'll be able to find one. A bunch of you squeeze in together, make your ways to different locations and stuff. I'm assuming that it's. Well, I, I, actually, yeah. I would actually make my way to Aveline and I would, you know, I would just graciously say, you know, young lady, I believe I owe you my life. Please. Uh, it was nothing. <laughs> It was a table between me and the man trying to shoot me. Everybody make a psychology roll if you have um, anything on psychology. Give me a roll on that one. Me too or no, on me. You. About you. All right. <laughs> so basically, um, it, 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 
it appears to everyone that it was incredibly quick thinking and something that most young women in white, you know, fine white satin gowns don't do, but it was, it was, it was the, it was a brave act for a young woman of, of, of her age and means to, to throw herself that way and into the fray. So if you made the role, if, if it comes up when you come back that you made the role, you're sort of just astounded by the fact that, that somebody would do something great, like, a gentleman grabbing a gun and standing off for a fellow man and trying to save a life, you know, that's that's common. But for a woman of that area to grab a table and immediately throw it between people and help others get out, you know, it was a fairly robust thing to do. So as the as as everyone's starting to mull about together, Percival Reese invites everyone the next day to come back to the uh, the museum and says, please, you know, I, you know, we'd, we'd love to help everyone and, and, and offer you get to take your, take additional statements for the police and just sort of offer you all a chance to, you know, go through the, the events of this evening. I see that you have the book that the gentleman was looking for. I wonder what, you know, I can only imagine why he wanted this book of poetry. So in, in turn, you all sort of agree to, you know, reconnect at some point tomorrow at the museum and kind of try to piece together the events and, and what it means uh, Melinda, the book that Faye was promised, the Wileys agreed to bring to the museum the following night. It's just too chaotic tonight to go through it. Uh, John, he says, if if that if it's okay with you, I'd like to get my son home tomorrow. We can speak further. We can meet at the museum and uh, you know sort of go through the events. And I, I want to make sure. Wiley also says, I want to see if that man was was gathered by the police and if he was taken care of. The other one who was shot in the shoulder. I know they took away the other man in an you know some sort of an ambulance. So basically, it's he's trying to just make amends for the, the the situations that happened this evening and give everybody a chance to kind of convalesce a little bit and get their heads together around around the situation if that works for everybody then that it will uh we could pick up there we have a key we have a passage we have a defaced book of poetry um we have a mystery that's beginning uh i want to thank everybody for playing tonight uh, i thought it went really well uh we got to get kayla some other mouse so that she rolls differently we got to pick that up because it's I my feel finger bad. <laughs> it's a cursed finger. You have a Thulean digit. You gotta. We have to. We have to fix that somehow. Uh, to all my players, thank you very much for those of you listening. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we hope to see you next time. And uh, take care and good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.